Hey what's up everyone and welcome to another edition of Little Man Big World where we interview wonderful people in our community that your children can look up to. Maintaining a passion of yours over a long period of time can really be difficult but it shows that if you put some work into it, if you put your love into it, if you put your heart and soul into it, it can be done. Today's guest we sit down with Chantal Hutch. Chantal is an amazing dancer and dance choreographer. She has danced all over the world and in a variety of dance competitions. Chantal and her team put everything she has into this dance academy and their performances, well, they speak for themselves. So here's an interview of Chantal Hutch and what it's been like for her and the Saints Dance Academy. Welcome everyone to another episode of Little Man Big World. We have um, a good friend of mine, uh, Chantal Hutch. Thank you very <laughs> much for coming on. Um, how's it been so far? How good. you been? Good? Very good. Busy, but good busy. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, so we'll get straight into it. Um, so you were, were you born here in New Zealand? I know you're like Central Auckland proud, but for some <laughs> reason you work out West Auckland. But were you born in Auckland too? Or? Yeah, I was. I was born in Auckland. I lived and went to school in Central Auckland, but all my extracurricular activities work even since I was young has been out west ah. just and families all out west, so I just know west well <laughs> and what's your what was your childhood growing up as a kid tell us about that was it did you have a good time were you moved around a bit uh, you know everyone has their own stories yeah I think I was lucky I was born into a big family mm. um, and everything that I did was around family so um, very family orientated in everything that I do, which I think is a reason why I implement those values and beliefs into the work that I do and the way that I, I live my life. Um, we were blessed to have um, my dad's grand, uh, parents living in Samoa, so it gave us a reason to travel often back to the island. Um, That's always and nice. So, yeah, and so have a really strong connection back home um, and really really cool memories um that i will always treasure um even was blessed to be able to go to school there for a little bit just because of the amount of time that we spent there with sure um, yeah with dad's parents um then went to yeah did all my schooling here in central auckland went to our at richmond road primary school maris Bay primary then saint mary's college Yes, and that's why I first met you out it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so growing up, going through schooling, what? When did you come to realize? Yeah, because I know your 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 younger sister. I know why mm. she's got into dance because of you guys. But when? What age did you decide to say that? Hey, professional or hip hop dancing is something that I'd like to pursue. What age did you realize that was something that you wanted to do? I think I was a late bloomer in terms of like dance like Emma my sister she started dancing when she was four yeah so it's, she's it's, like it's been in her blood since she was a baby um but me I did like the like the talent quests at primary school you know <laughs> with your friends and then like I just naturally just enjoyed it but it was just a social thing for me back then and then when my auntie um Rebecca Tupai she started um our family crew little saints dance crew mm. um Emma was four I was nine, nine, sure. ten at the time. Well, no, it was well, not. With, I was with them. twelve. Yeah, yeah. 
And so, like, I would just go... The only reason why I went to the dance rehearsals was because Emma... Emma only spoke Samoan when she was a baby. Oh. And I would just go to translate. <laughs> That's the only reason why I went. I was babysitter. I'd go translate. And then from there, I just started jamming. Then all of a sudden, I was roped into the dance crew as well. And the dance crew was filled with all my, um, my cousins. Oh. And so I was like, oh. again, that social aspect of just being able to hang out, have fun, and dance was just the thing that we did. Um, and then from there, because... I found so much enjoyment in it. Um, my first love was music, though. I played the piano, um, played guitar. Then right through high school, I was in the school orchestra, the band. So naturally, I think my tie to dance was the music aspect of it. And um, oh, I didn't even know that about you, that you played music. So do you still <laughs> try and play the, the music in your spare time? <sighs> I try to, um, my uncle Nana is not going to be happy oh, about yeah, my, my piano playing lately, <laughs> but I used to play the piano for our, our choir for Super. Yeah. And named Tupai, he was the one that really brought me back into playing piano because, because I did it since I was little, right through high school, I was like, oh, I kind of got burnt out from doing it 24 seven. Yeah. So I wanted to have a break, but he was like, you know, you, um, it's such an awesome skill and talent to have. Why don't you utilize it in a different way where you're having fun, like there's not too much pressure. So that was cool because I was uh, being able to play the the keys for our kids' choir. Mm. And at the same time, I had the opportunity to play with his band, Yeah, which was really cool. And then, then dance really started to kick off and they gave me a lot of responsibility with taking on board the Dance Academy that my time just got... <laughs> soaked up with dance and then um yeah i haven't I, i'm sad to say i haven't touched the keys for for a little while now and it links into our next question because you said dance really started to take off i think especially in new zealand hip-hop dancing mm. at the time because i know but um <laughs> that around that sort of when we started to finish high school back mm. in 2009 but a couple of years or actually about five years before it was when it really started to yes. take off here and so into that, you've finished school, you're, you're full on doing dancing. And so you, you start entering hip hop dance competitions. And was it Freshman's Crew? Is it Freshman's Crew it was called first? Or? Fresh Movement. Fresh Movement, yeah. sorry. And then later on to Saints. Yeah. Um, talk us about what it's like when you're going to these big hip hop competitions. What's it like the week of a hip hop competition? Like picture worlds, right? Mm what happens during that week? So what's the process? What's the mindset? What, what is it like? Is it crazy? Do you guys try and keep it calm? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then when I was like full-time dancing and competing, our, the weeks, the weeks, like not even just the week leading up to Worlds, but the weeks leading up to it, we were doing crazy hours. It was every single day was dance. Yeah. Um, we'd get like... Two weeks out, we get people to come in and have a look at our set, what we're creating, critique it. And back then, for some reason, every piece of information that we'd take on board, we'd just drastically change, change. everything. <laughs> oh, no. Based on, like, it could be one little piece of feedback, and we changed the whole set. We went into rehearsal after the critique session one year, mm. and we stayed until four or five the next morning changing stuff. And then... Just for the like the next three rehearsals, we didn't even end up using anything that we changed. 
that's just the nature of yeah. dance comps like you there's like trial and error trial and error like have a go at, some, at something and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't yeah. and you just keep pushing each other to to find the best version of what we're trying to create now as a leader and director myself i've tried to shift the thinking and find a, a balance between you know uh, training family time school time because a lot of our young people are juggling so many things and i don't mm -hmm. want them to be restricted to dance is the only thing that they can do yeah. at such a young age they've got so many opportunities to be able to explore the world or everything else whether it's sport or music or you know church um and so making sure that we're allocating time but using our time wisely so we don't have to schedule a 10 hour rehearsal when in actual fact by the end of that rehearsal nothing's going to be useful because everyone's so tired mm. and then the set hasn't elevated it's stayed the same or gotten worse yeah. so with uh, byron and i have tried to um implement a strategy where we're like okay if we only have a two-hour rehearsal this is what we're going to achieve and it's on us as the tutors to make sure that we're prepared for the session prepare our dancers what do they need to bring to the session then work together as a team to make sure okay by the end of the two hours that was productive go home yeah. rest come back to the next one yeah. just so that we're not burning ourselves out because that's Honestly, by the time you get to America to compete, you're already <laughs> tired. Like, they're like, oh, I felt like I competed back in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, and they talk about when you perform as well as like, maybe ever used, but you try and peak at the right time as yes. well. You know, you don't want to like... It's the same as like, dance is a sport. Yeah. 100% I believe dance is a sport. I mean, we're competing. We have to be physically fit to execute the moves that we're, you know, doing on stage. Um and the injuries that we can attain yes, too while you know while training for dance um so yeah it's really making sure that we're taking on board um and being smart with how we prepare for those competitions like an athlete would yeah yeah and so do you always enjoy that week though of 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 a comp week i think it depends like we've had lots of different experiences mm -hmm. um with the various times that we've been there but our most recent experience with Worlds 2019 for Saints Dance Academy, that's probably my favorite Worlds oh, trip. Really? Yeah, just because the lead up, like the kids just did so well with the prep. Um, yeah. So that the week that we were leaving, it was just a pure excitement. Mm. Like this is the first time, like the excitement for myself was that there were so many kids that we were taking over to Worlds for the first time. But not only that, they were first time travelers. Yeah in the team and they were so excited like oh i'm getting a passport like <laughs> you know those things that we sometimes take for granted because we might do that all the time like yeah. oh we're going to sam we're going to australia but these kids that have never traveled before i was like damn we're really providing an opportunity for these kids to go out and do something or see the world through dance so yeah for that trip in particular it was pure excitement just to get on the plane and travel well, you probably answered my next question then. What's one of the biggest highlights in your personal career so far? That was that was one, <laughs> okay. yeah. But in that trip too, it was the first time that um, me and my sister, my partner and my cousins um, from my OG Little Saints crew, um, who I see as my sisters, my younger sisters, it's the first time we've all been in the same crew on the world stage. 
Oh, true. Yeah, so we've always, because of the age difference, like I'm yeah. a lot older than the girls. By the time Little Saints went to Worlds, I was way too old to be dancing <laughs> with them in the junior division. I would have been in the master's division. <laughs> but um, that was the first time we were all able to compete together in the same crew, in the mega crew division, because there's no age limit. Um, and that for me, like I, we didn't even realize, we were so busy, you know, with the kids. Um, and then when we sat down, we were like, oh, guys, this is the first time we're going to compete together on the world stage. It was always, I was in the mega crew and the girls were in the varsity division. So we were at worlds together, but we weren't dancing on together. Stage together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty special. Yeah, it would be being on stage with you. It's like when, you know, those international rugby players run out with their brothers. And yeah, the same thing, you know? 100%. It was definitely like that. And then to have our parents there too was really True. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so with that, you dancing, I know you spoke about the joy, but you also mentioned some of the hard things that come along with, say, the week of a comp. But what is the hardest thing about being a, being a hip-hop dancer and, you know, doing it all the time? Um, I think it depends, depends on the person and depends on where you sit in the industry. So I think if I'm speaking from a personal experience, um, I think it's the resource, like whether it's like for us, Saints Dance Academy, we don't have our own dance studio. Uh, We've been since... The beginning of our academy <laughs> we've been training out of our church hall um my auntie's house <laughs> uh community centers and schools um but trying to find a consistent venue to call home is so hard so when i'm scheduling rehearsals i'm like oh, okay we've got to go to this venue this day the next like we're just constantly change. changing yeah. yeah constantly changing this year we've been lucky to, you know, lock down a, um, a permanent venue with the school. Yeah. But, you know, like we don't have anywhere to call home mm. where we all our stuff is there. All our trophies can be or our photos or whatever can be on display. And we, anyone, we can can those kids can just go exactly. whenever they feel like. Yeah. And we can, um, you know, store all our stuff there. Like my car is a, is a studio in itself. <laughs> like got to carry the speaker, the uniforms. Um, take the kids as well it's just we're constantly on the go so that's just one of the struggles that we're facing is somewhere to find home Mm. like or to call home Um, and then the funds to be able to pay for us hiring out the venues like we can't just be like oh yeah let's meet up at the studio we'll have a jam like oh we got to find a space or find a car park and jam (laughs) like yeah Mm. that's one of our struggles that we're having at the moment and does it vary across Auckland or is it always sort of in a specific area, your, your guys' practices? Um, good question. Mm. We used to be a West Auckland-based academy oh, okay. um, because, you know, um, our family was from out west, so everything we, we did was West-based. But now with the dynamic of our team, we're pretty much predominantly out South Auckland. Like okay. we kind of go to where the need is or where the the interest is and there were a lot of young people out south that were looking for a dance company to call home yeah and so because a lot of our south dancers didn't have means of transport to get out to us Mm. out west and our west families they did have the means to 
to get themselves to different locations. They, they always do somehow. <laughs> yeah, and so we were like, um, we found locations out south to have our rehearsals to make it easier for our south kids. And our west families have been so awesome and just, um, they've got like a carpooling system and oh, everybody takes nice. turns to bring the kids out. So yeah. that's made it easier, but it's still hard. Like, you know, you'll get those times where you're like, oh my gosh, like why do we drive all the way out there yeah. for practice? Um, but we're so thankful that the parents are so supportive of their kids' passion. Like they will just go wherever the dance is, they will go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, as long as you make it productive for them, the parents will be really happy yeah. anyway. Um, now you've talked about the hardest thing. What's what's the thing you love about dancing? What's, yeah, what's, why is dancing important for you? Um, it's a form of expression, like, yes. um, there's some tough stories or tough feelings that we go through as individuals and sometimes we just don't have the words to be able to share that mm. and dance is just our natural way of expressing or telling our stories yeah. or showing how we're feeling whether we're so happy and excited about something or we're just really really down and then we there's different types of movements for us to use to be able to share our different emotions um, I love that aspect about it because uh, sometimes oh, I'm guilty as of being somebody that bottles up their emotions mm. and will rather will always be the person that's there to help everybody else and will just squash everything that's going on for me personally. Well, look at what you're working with, you know, you're yeah. working with kids who you're just trying to give as much right. positive vibes. Yes, so exactly. It sort of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So then like for me, if then I can release by just dancing like that, that's a mean release for me, mm. but also trying to, you know, remind myself that I have to find other avenues to be able to, you know, um, express. express. Yeah, like com communicate. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Use like, my words. Mm, maybe with your partner, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, the other awesome thing is um, connection. Like I've, I've been able to meet so many awesome people, um, have such strong relationships that I will always treasure like for example Byron my partner like dance was the thing that brought us together oh, so I'm, I'm thankful for that and also my family um, that they're the reason why I dance mm. my family was where I started dancing and now they've had a massive impact in in the way that I shape the dance academy and why I do the things that I do yeah were you forced to dance or were you no. A little bit. <laughs> you didn't know it back then, eh? Like, Come on, you're doing the birthday gig <laughs> at the birthday party. Come on, you got to dance at church. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was just a. Uh, oh, you're here practice anyway. So come <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was those ones. Like, um, you you speak about your family that you um, that you've been dancing with, and this pretty much the reason you got into it. So who has been someone you've gained great inspiration from or even someone now that you really look up to that has helped you in this in this industry? Um, there's heaps, like there's so many of my family members that are in this industry, but there's this one guy, <laughs> my dad, he's not oh, a dancer he's a at all. Your dad. <laughs> he's not a dancer at all, but he's taught me so many different values. Um, skills and just pass down so much knowledge I think from his coaching background yeah. that's helped me to incorporate that into me being a leader in the dance space 
um, and he's just been always 100% supportive of everything that I do. Yeah. Um, he's our fitness trainer for our dancers, so <laughs> yeah, I, I it works both ways. <laughs> I, I always rope him into doing heaps of stuff for dance, but he may not be somebody within the dance industry, but he's somebody that I've drawn everything that I do is, has been inspired from him. Mm. Um, just because he's he's a leader in our family, like always the one that will, you know, bring the family together for a family reunion, always organizing and planning things. Then he's, I've been able to grow up watching him coach his teams and how he's brought up his players and used his um, skill, um, like values and his beliefs and incorporated it into rugby yeah. and I want to and I use that to use our you know values and beliefs to then incorporate into dance mm. so with Saints Dance Academy you know like we open and close with prayer we um, it's a holistic thing not just you don't just come here for dance we take the whole person and their family and yeah yeah that's that's fuzzy you bring up your dad because those is, is it does he bring people well together as well mm -hmm. like you know because it's quite hard it's like you said it's easy for it to just to come do rugby training and yeah. then go home but the thing that makes you different is how well you can connect with people and how yes. well you can connect these people to connect with each other yeah 100 percent. yeah i really believe in that and i think it's the culture that he sets because mm. it's one thing just to be there in the space and to to coach and then leave like you say but to create a safe space or build a culture that when people walk in, they know exactly what that space is there for, um, how to be respectful in that space yeah. and walk away feeling like empowered mm. and inspired to go on and continue that tradition or to share more. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Now, one of the most important question of this, uh, about this is the next one now I'll give you a bit of context around it when I was young mm. well, coming out of high school I really wanted to do performing arts and mm. I danced for a bit um, but it wasn't really something that I was good at it but I wasn't I knew mm. that wasn't where I wanted to go but I really wanted to get into acting and one of the things was I didn't know where to go because I went to a, a school where at the time they would say no just go straight to university don't worry about mm. that so I didn't have anyone to go to where I could ask, hey, how do I get into the performing arts? Like, do right. I have to go join a company? Do I, can I go study this? And I never, ever got that answer. Mm. So my question to you is, you have young ones around you and they may have already asked this, but if someone was to come up to you and say, hey, look, Shanta, I really want to do this dancing thing like really seriously and go to all types of levels. What's the key piece of advice you give them and how do you tell them to start? What's mm. the sort of thing you do tell them? That's a really good question. We get asked that a lot. Mm. Um, I think I'd want to identify like what exactly in dance do they want to do? Because dance is massive. Yeah. Like, do you want to compete? Do you want to do shows? Mm. Do you want to teach classes? Do you want to take classes? Like there's so many different elements or layers to dance and our dance community. True. Um, and then from there, once identifying like exactly what they want to do, like we're lucky in this day and age, we have technology, like social media, you can find yeah. any group <laughs> in dance and on social media, you know? Yeah. And so like guiding them to like, okay, this might be the starting place for you to have a look at, um, say if you're wanting to do shows, you want to like start getting into shows like Freshman's Dance Crew, they do heaps of shows and they use hip-hop they use contemporary like they fuse mm. a lot of different genres and they bring people in 
um, to be part of the show. Like they invite lots of people in to take part with if you want to compete. Um, what kind of styles do you, do you enjoy? Because heaps of companies, they have their own kind of flavor and their style. Yeah. So you don't want to guide somebody to be like, oh yeah, go here. But yeah. they don't really enjoy that side of stuff. So yeah, just understanding where in the dance industry that they're wanting to explore. And then I use social media. I think I'm lucky because I'm in the dance industry. I know where everybody is. Yeah, yeah. So then once I know that, I'll be like, oh, go to this yeah. person on social media. Okay, yeah. very nice. You are right, though. It's much easier to find stuff these days. Yeah, online. back then, it was like, oh, <laughs> where's the brochure for this? You can Google anything you want to know, you know? Yeah, no <laughs> Um And so, yeah, that pretty much comes to the end of our chat. Um, what are your upcoming projects that you got coming up? Wow, we have a lot. Um, oh, that you can see anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're prepping for Battlegrounds. That's another competition that's happening next week, yeah. next weekend. Um, we are also hosting the Faux Pacific Festival. So that's for the Faux local board area. That's like Newland, Avondale. Oh, yeah, okay. so we're working alongside the Pacific Committee and the Faux local board area to host the festival. Yeah. That's July... 19th to the 23rd oh during the winter too. Yeah. yeah so we were putting on like a pacific workshops so whether you want to learn sivafi how to make coconut mm. cream siva samo cook island dancing like we've tried to put on a whole range of different workshops then we've got a night market night with all our pacific food stores and and um arts and crafts then on cool. the 23rd of july we've got a fear fear night so it's just celebrating all the local pacifica artists yeah yeah. Nice. Okay. And how can people get in contact with you if they if they want to reach out to Saints Dance Academy, if they want to reach out to you, how can they yeah, get in contact? Yeah, so um, if they want to get in touch with Saints, uh, we have our Instagram is probably our best uh, platform where we, you know, get back to people. Um, yeah. So that's at saints.danceacademy. Yeah. Um, that's on Instagram. And then for myself, my email address is hooked to the um, Saints Dance Academy Instagram too. So super.chantalhutch at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for coming. <laughs> no, thank time. you for having uh, me. No so worries. Good. It's been good catching up. Yeah. So that is it, guys. That is an interview with Chantal Hutch. If you would like to get in contact with her, then I will link her Instagram handle below, as well as Saints Dance Academy. But most importantly, if you found this content valuable, or you feel like it can provide value to someone else, then don't be afraid to like, share, or comment on this video, and please hit that subscribe button so you're notified every time there's an episode. But other than that, we will see you on the very next episode of Little Man Big World. Mm -hmm.